Hello, welcome back in our journey learning about love. Last time we spoke about the fact that you need to develop a positive attitude towards sex if you want to be a good lover. And today I'm going to talk about you becoming an educated lover. If you want to be good in bed, you must understand how sex works. You must understand the technical side of it. You must understand your own body and your partner's body. Some people do not even understand how their own body work. How will they understand how their partner's body work? I once had such a laugh when I heard a South African comedian, Elsa B. Ulrich, saying she knows of a woman who always says, her husband cannot even find his socks. Where is he going to find the G-spot? <laughs> but he can learn. Anybody can learn, but you must be prepared to learn. People think sex is a natural thing. Not nothing to learn, it's natural. It's not true. Now remember, sex is a form of love, and love only comes natural in heaven. We can learn it though, and this is what it's about. You know that there are terrible misunderstandings between couples when it comes to sex, because they never talk about it. When couples come to see me for sex therapy in my office, I make them fill in sex questionnaires because you know it's easier to write on a paper what you do in bed than to tell a woman you don't know. Afterwards, I look at the answers on the sex questionnaires and I think, with who on earth are they having sex? It cannot be with one another. Ach, shame, but then it is with one another. But they're not on the same page because they never ever talk about it. I often tell couples to go and buy a sex book. There are so many nice sex books on the market these days. Just buy one. Once a week, you read two pages together and then you talk about it. Every time you read, you're going to learn something new. But the most important thing, even if you read about things that you do know, you can ask your partner, but how do you feel about it? Is this the way you want it? Am I doing it right? Maybe you can read about the nipple stimulation and then ask, lovey, am I doing it the way you want it? Must I do it harder? Must I do it softer? Must I do it with more rhythm? Must I now do it? Must I now rub it or suck it or tune it? Maybe somebody wants to be tuned. We don't know. People are different. The big thing with sex is there's no one recipe. There are many recipes, and couples figure out their own recipes that work for them. And even for one couple, recipes change over time. They try new things. They develop new things that they like. So the communication is actually very important and a lot of fun. You're going to laugh a lot. I always think that God made sex weird, nah, on purpose. Okay, face it, all sex is weird and a little bit funny, but you know why? I think he made it like that so that we can giggle about it. And maybe he made it that way so that it makes you vulnerable when you do it with somebody you love. I think there's method to the madness, don't you think? Anyway, let me talk to you about differences between men and women to enhance your knowledge about sex. It's things we know, but we sometimes wonder why it's like that. Let me start with a basic thing. Did you know that men have much, much more sex hormones than women? They do. They were gifted. Sometimes I'm jealous. But then I also think, if we women also had this much sex hormones, who would have worked? We would have been horizontal half of the time. But in any case... Um, because men have so much sex hormones, men, when they are healthy and everything is fine, can actually get into the mood for sex quite easily. The old sex book said, 
for a man to get into the mood for sex is as easy as to put on the electrical light. Ticks where there's the light. But for a woman to get into the mood for sex, not that easy. Um, for women to get into the mood for sex, it's like lighting a hundred candles. Oh, it takes long to light a hundred candles. But I'm telling you now, in that hundred candles is a light. They're brighter than that little light. But he needs to put them on. And sometimes men battle to understand this. They phone me and they complain. They say, Ach, nee, Madeleine. Um, uh, I've done five or ten minutes of foreplay. Kijk, that poor man is half a second from the point of orgasm. And then his wife says, Lobby, have we already paid the kids' school money this month? Oh, that poor man is so upset. I mean, they're not on the same page. The reason is, for men, sexual pleasure is the release of sexual tension that he built up in a second when he saw her naked or thought about it. For women, sexual pleasure is the built-up of sexual tension that often only comes with a foreplay. I often tell women, don't wait till you're in the mood, you're going to wait too long. Say yes, he will get you in the mood with the sex, uh, with a foreplay, if he knows what he's doing. The other equalizer is that luckily women make love with that little bit of sex hormones that we got and with our emotions. So if we're happy, it's not so difficult. But if we're not happy, we might battle with the sex because um, that little bit of sex hormones will not be enough. But there's always, yeah, there's always equalizers, as I say. Other difference. The timing that it takes to have orgasm. Men are quick, women are slow. Oh, you get exceptions to any rule, but um, usually if a man takes anything from even two seconds till two minutes to have an orgasm, it's totally within normal parameters. It means that man is healthy and virile and he likes her. If a woman takes anything from five minutes, even up to 30 minutes to have an orgasm, it still is within normal parameters. It just means she's a woman. But we don't like being so different. So what do we do? Poor men, they bite on their teeth and they think of boring things like fishing or something just not to have the orgasm. Shame. Some men do like fishing. What are they going to do? Not fair. Huh? Um, what do women do? Oh, after five minutes, they just leave it or fake it because they're not getting it right. But she's not a man. We must accept that we're different and we must try to work around it. Few couples get it right to get orgasm at the same time. It's something that takes years of practice sometimes to get right. First, we must accept our differences. Another difference, quite a technical, practical thing. You know, um, for men to enjoy sex, there must be blood flow to the penis to make the penis erect, awake and ready for penetration. But you know, that blood flow to the penis comes to men quite automatically, especially when they're young. Think of a poor 16-year-old boy who walks next to a swimming pool and he sees a girl in a bikini. Immediately, whoop, nah, um, the penis will be erect. He can't help it. It's an automatic thing. It comes from heaven onto them. Not women. 
I had such a laugh once. This is a good example. When a couple came to see me for sex therapy, the woman and her husband were sitting next to each other on my couch, and she said to me, Madeleine, please tell my husband, if he wants to stimulate the nipples, he mustn't take them and tune them like the knobs of the radio. Oh, I laughed. <laughs> I asked her, now this tuning, how long was it bothering her? You know what she said? Ten years. Why for ten years did she say nothing? The poor man was a bit ashamed. He said, but I thought you liked it. I think he wanted to be tuned, but he also said nothing. You have to talk. Okay, but don't talk about sex during sex. I think um, that's like backseat driving. Then you don't want to hear this way, that way, harder, softer. But outside of bed, you can talk about sex. And maybe that's one of the best ways to start learning about sex. Maybe your best sex therapist is in your own bed. But if I now tell you go home and start talking to your partner about sex, where will you start? Ugh, we don't even always know the terminology. And it is not an easy topic to talk about. Now I talk about people that I don't know about sex every day. It's my job. But my own husband that I love and I'm married to for many, many years with three adult kids. I think you will find if a year what I say about sex in public. <laughs> but still, even though it's hard, you have to do it. Even though it's a bit uncomfortable, you have to do it. And it will get easier and easier over time. And you know what? You're going to learn. You're going to teach each other many things. Now, for women to enjoy sex, there must be also blood flow to the vagina. To wake the vagina up. To make it swollen and cushioned and ready for penetration. Otherwise, penetration for some women can feel like a doctor's examination. Not so much fun. Shame. The old ladies always said, just lie back and think of England. They came from there. What are we going to think about? By the time he was awake, she was asleep. Oh, no, sorry, the other way around. <laughs> By the time, time she was awake, he was asleep. Yes. Did I say it the right way? Okay. <laughs> anyway. Um, so see that difference? Even that um, is an important thing to take into account um, when you try to understand your partner. Another difference. The things that will get a man in the mood for sex will not necessarily get a woman in the mood for sex. We're just not alike there. Again, we are not alike. For example, you can get a man in the mood for sex with something that I will call anticipation anxiety. Won't work for a woman. This means the woman phones her husband at, at his work and she tells him in detail what she wants to do with him in bed tonight. Let me tell you one thing. Tonight, he will be in the mood for sex. She cannot tell him tonight she has a terrible headache. That poor man is ready because the anticipation of the pleasure the sex would bring him will turn him on. Even if you tell you, your man, I'll meet you in, your, in the room in two minutes time, we're going to make love. Oh, when you come into the room, yeah, he's standing with a beautiful erection just by the thought of it. Don't think women are that easy. Wish we were. But he can phone her 50 times at her job. And tell her in detail what he wants to do with her in bed tonight. You know what? Tonight, she's still not in the mood for sex. Huh. Tonight, she might still be upset that he bothered her at work so much. We don't have time for that. We're busy. You see? People differ. 
another th- difference between men and women when it comes to getting into the mood for sex. Men will get into the mood for sex with what they see. Men are voyeurs. What they see turn them on, not women. In the sex shops, there are books and books and books of naked women lying there. They're not lying there for nothing. There's a market for it. And it's okay. It's the way it should be. Because naked women or women with a little bit of clothes on are beautiful to men. And I'm happy with that. That's the way they were made. We must respect that. But there's no books for women of, of naked men. For, for gay men, there are books of naked men. But it would be a waste for women. Because we'll think it's cute and everything. But it will not turn her on. I heard a terrible story once about an old man who always said he hopes his wife will die before him one day. Then everybody said, but sis, you pig, don't you love her? And he says, but he loves her very much. But when they make love, the lights must be off. And the sheets are pulled up to her head about. He can't see nothing. He said the day she dies, he's going to run to the mortuary. He's going to get rid of all her clothes. And then he's going to look at her from the head to the toe. He said because he wants to visualize with what was he busy all those years. Phew. I hope that's not the truth. (laughs) He just wanted to see. Oh no, the man can make the terrible mistake of thinking that the woman is just like him. And she's not. So he goes to the room. Get rid of all his clothes. When she comes into the room, here he's standing naked. He thinks when she sees it, she'll say, Oh, sex. No, she has big fright thinking, Are you crazy? Why are you standing like that? Aren't you cold? Put it away. Total difference, no? Nobody's fault. We must just accept the differences. Can I tell you a beautiful thing about men? Men don't sit in my office year in and year out for 29 years complaining about their wives' bodies. I don't hear all day long, Madeleine, the boobies is sagging now, or little butt is now too thin or too fat or too what. That's not what I hear. Actually, John Gray said, if you're the only naked woman in the room, You're a million dollars to him. I actually said it a little bit less stylish. I said, if a man has an erection, he only has one eye and I think it can't see. Excuse me for that one, but I think there's a little bit of truth in it. But when something goes wrong in the sex life, you know what men do complain about? They complain about their own penises a lot. They worry about them. Women don't. I never hear women saying, Oh, Madeleine, it's that penis of him. I don't hear that complaint. But men, they worry. Shame. They go home with a ruler. They measure. They come back to my office the next day with a ruler. They say, Madeleine, this thing, is it okay? Because he wants to know that it's good enough. Most men are afraid that their penis isn't big enough or thick enough or long enough. They worry about it. Well, it made me curious. My mother always say I do this job that I do, being a sex therapist, because I'm so curious. Might be true, I am terribly curious. Well, then I became curious about penises. But how many penises will I now see in my poor life? So I I made a plan. I decided to go to the sex shop. I bought myself 52 playing cards. And at the back of these playing cards, I suspect they were for gay men, there were photos of 52 different naked men all standing with erect penises that once in my life um, I can see what's going on there. 
my mother would say, I'm going to get that thing you get in your eye. In Afrikaans, we call it a karkaiki. I got nothing. I was fine. I promise you. I looked. You know what I saw that day? I saw that penises were like all other body parts. All different. Some are long. Some are short. Some are thick. Some are thin. Some are so damn cute they come with an angle. To the left, to the right, a little bit more up, a little bit more down. Ugh, and so what? I enjoyed. Afterwards, I decided. I, I thought to myself, actually. So what? It's what you do with it. The old people always said, it's not the size or the shape of the boat. Talking about the penis now, no? It's not the size or the shape of the boat. It's the motion of the ocean. And you know what the motion of the ocean is? It's rhythm. Rhythm is exceedingly important when it comes to orgasm. Now we worry about other nonsense. On a more technical level, why do you think the size and the shape of the penis doesn't matter that much? Because, firstly, the vagina is a very flexible organ. So how long, how short, how skew, how thin, how thick, it will be flexible around it. And remember, blood flow goes to the vagina that tightens it and makes it even more flexible in a certain way. So, and the other thing is, in the old days they always thought, mustn't you have a very long penis so that you can do deep penetration? But then they realized that deep in the vagina is nothing. It's a cavity, like the throat. So what's the use? No? But do not underestimate rhythm. Some time ago a woman said to me, Madeleine, it's not the size or the shape of the boat. It's the confidence of the captain. Now there's a bit of truth. All I can think is that men with bigger penises maybe had more confidence, so they looked better in bed. That's all I can think. But, yeah, as I say, we sometimes worry about nonsense because we don't know. Okay, what do women need to get into the mood for sex? Oh, we are interesting creatures, let me tell you that. And it starts with the emotional. I told you women make love with their hearts too. And luckily, the heart and the vagina are connected to one another. Firstly, a woman will get into the mood for sex if she feels relaxed. You know, if you're visiting friends and the bed is screeching, he will have a ball. She will never have an orgasm because she can't relax. The whole world is hearing her. A man must understand that. I often tell men, just put a 10 rand lock on the door of the, the bedroom. No woman wants to make love. And suddenly, her mother-in-law is standing behind the door. Bit of a passion killer, huh? So get her relaxed. Secondly, a woman will get into the mood for sex if she feels loved. He cannot suddenly, when he wants to take her to bed, say, my lovey, my hochaiki, my what? That's too late. He must love her outside of bed, that she feels close enough to him to do it inside of bed. Huh? We women cannot make love out of nothing at all. Not enough hormones. Thirdly, women will get into the mood for sex if they have good sexual self-confidence. Unfortunately, in most cultures, sexual self-confidence is not taught. We actually teach our children not to have it. You know, when we're young, we want to wear a short little dress, the daddy will say, are you going to go out with that little dress? We might want to put on a low-cut blouse. The mommy says, no, says, cover it. I'm not saying our kids must look terrible, but you know, we do not do much to help them to develop positive sexual self-confidence. And a woman who knows 
that she has sexual power can enjoy sex. You know, in the Bible's times, I just thinking, I'm just thinking of it now. Women didn't have a lot of power, but they did have sexual power. Think of Esther who danced for the king. Maybe Esther's whole outfit was see-through, I don't know. But after that dance, the king said, you can have half my kingdom. <laughs> Esther said, no, she didn't want it. She wanted something else. He said, you can have that one too. Okay, now that's power. Now a woman who knows that she can say one sentence and the poor man is in deep trouble, she can enjoy sex. And then lastly, a woman will get into the mood for sex if she thinks she's going to have orgasm. Many women are cold sexually because they're not having orgasm. I think that is enough for today. Next time, I'm talking about orgasm in detail because that's a very important thing and often that's where many couples struggle. So, looking forward to talking to you next time and um, just remember, knowledge is power.